Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It is Monday, November 13th, 2023. I have to look forward. Um, still with my family on vacation. Um, Esther's Make-A-Wish in Florida, so I'll be here, be down there yet another day or two. Uh, I hope the trip is going well, but I'm recording this in the far distant future, so I have no idea. <laughs> I'm sure it's going fine. All right, my family doesn't necessarily travel well. I have, uh, when you have disabled children, you know, it's a little bit um, questionable as to what what will happen. <laughs> so, uh, but we just roll with it, right? No point in getting too uptight about such things, you know? Uh, it's especially easy to do when you haven't really paid for uh, for it if it was given to you, right? You enjoy as little or as much as you can. All right. Uh, this week we'll continue with Joshua. We're just gonna we're actually gonna finish out with Joshua today and tomorrow, and then we're gonna move into the book of the Judges. All right. So that's the plan. And hopefully, I'll be back with you on Wednesday uh, to begin that work with the Judges. It's one of my favorite books, mostly because I think it describes the the Christian life to a T. But well, I don't want to get ahead of myself on that one. All right. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right. Our psalm this week is Psalm 111. It was the psalm yesterday. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright, in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of splendor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, and giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Um, there you go. So yesterday you heard wisdom in the reading from Proverbs, and there you hear uh, the psalm in response. Our memory verse, we say together. When the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. John 15, verse 26. All right. Now this memory verse is a sign because we're going to be confessing the third article of the creed this week the helper the article on the helper uh, let's try it again when the helper comes whom i shall send you from the father send to you from the father the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father he will testify 
of me. All right, John 15, verse 26. And our catechism for the week. Third article, right? The article on the Holy Spirit. What does this mean? I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. Okay. Our first reading today is continuation from St. Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus, now chapter 2. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. All right, there's your beforehand, right? Remember, we talked about this last week, that uh, we've had election and predestination that God has chosen us and fixed us um, to be his own child and to work in us, um, not only salvation and faith, faith in, well, faith for salvation, but also um, love for one another, right? And he works that in us by his spirit. It's, it's God's doing, not ours. Um, we can't take credit for it or we'll boast. So in all things, the proper response is thanks be to God. All right. Now we have Joshua's farewell address. Um, we had something similar from Moses. Remember Moses gave his sermon on, uh, on the mountain uh, and after 40 years of leading the people, preaching and teaching um, them. So we have the same from Joshua. Or skip around a bit though. Now it came to pass a long time after the Lord had given rest to Israel from all their enemies round about that Joshua was old, advanced in age. We heard that last week. And Joshua called for all Israel, for their elders, for their heads, for their judges, and for their officers, and said to them, I am old, advanced in age. You have seen all that the Lord your God has done to all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he who has fought for you. Remember the commander of the Lord's armies? Yeah. See, I have divided to you by lot these nations that remain to be an inheritance for your tribes from the Jordan with all the nations that I have cut off as far as the great sea westward. All right, skipping ahead. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nahor, dwelt on the other side of the river in old times, and they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from the other side of the river, led him throughout all the land of Canaan, and multiplied his descendants, and gave him Isaac. 
To Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau I gave the mountains of Seir to possess. But Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. Also I sent Moses and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt according to what I did among them. Afterward I brought you out. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. So they cried out to the Lord, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians, brought the sea upon them, and covered them. And your eyes saw what I did in Egypt. Then you dwelt in the wilderness a long time. And I brought you into the land of the Amorites, who dwelt on the other side of the Jordan, and they fought with you, but I gave them into your hand that you might possess their land. And I destroyed them from before you. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose to make war against Israel, and I sent and called Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. But I would I would not listen to Balaam. Therefore he continued to bless you. So I delivered you out of his hand. Then you went over the Jordan and came to Jericho, and the men of Jericho fought against you. Also the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. But I delivered them into your hand. I sent the hornet before you, who drove them out from before you also the two kings of the Amorites, but not with your sword or with your bow. I have given you a land for which you did not labor, and cities which you did not build, and you dwell in them. You eat of the vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. All right, interesting note there. Um, I think I referred to it when we were studying in Ezekiel, but uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. All right, repeat it again in the one, uh, verse one, which we heard on uh, Friday, is that the Lord had given rest to Israel, Sabbath rest from all their enemies. All right, Joshua summons the people because he's gotten old. Of course, the Lord warned him um, that he would soon die. And notice how he begins his great sermon. All right, it's a big sermon. Um, Verse three. You have seen all that the Lord your God has done to all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he who has fought for you, right? That's a gospel message, isn't it? Seeing the great deliverance that God has given, defeating the enemies. All right. And then he goes to Terah um, in chapter 24, right? Um, the father of Abraham. And you'll note here, uh, I, I, I just can't, mm, I don't think that the Pharisees, um, and the others who claim to be children of Abraham in the New Testament remember this part of the of the story: how Abraham was an idolater, and God called him out of idolatry, right, with his father. His Terah and his family worshipped other gods. Uh, the great river here, or the river that they're referring to, is of course the Euphrates. Um, so you'll note that the assertion from Joshua, which of course is Jesus' assertion and Paul in the New Testament, and Peter too, for that matter, um, is that Abraham did not choose the Lord. But I took your father Abraham from the other side, right? No, the Lord took him out of unbelief. How beautiful is that? Uh, And uh, brought him through Canaan, multiplied his descendants in Isaac, and gave Jacob and Esau to to Isaac. Esau got the mountains of Seir to possess, and then Jacob went down to Egypt, right? Notice how uh, Joshua is recalling God's faithfulness to the promises made to Abraham to multiply his descendants. I mean, Isaac isn't exactly a multiplication, is it? <laughs> no, right? But it is, right? It's the beginning of that uh, promise being fulfilled. How beautiful. Notice over and over, Joshua is preaching, thus says the Lord God, and then it switches to first person singular. I, 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 I. Who's the one responsible for the blessings, for the deliverance, for the land? The Lord, the Lord, the Lord, right? The Lord alone, really. Um, 
then Joshua has some interesting interpretive things going on here, I think. Um, why did, according to Joshua here in his preaching, which is, of course, the word of the Lord, um, why did the Lord aid Israel at the Red Sea? They cried to the Lord, your fathers, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians, brought the sea upon them and covered them. And your eyes saw what I did in Egypt. Right. So he promised them salvation, and in response to crying out to him, he wanted them to see his great salvation was according to the promise of his word. Right? So it's always confirming his word or establishing his word in them. All right, then we have the case of Balaam. We read that story, right? The Lord would not listen to Balaam, but continued to bless Israel. All right, God is faithful um, to bless those uh, who bless, blessed Abraham and to curse those who cursed him. Of course, now that applies to Christians, by the way, or to the church. Um, notice in verse 12, what God did God send ahead of the Israelites? He calls it the hornet. Um, now, the hornet here is another name for the angel of the Lord. Here's from Exodus, right? So, who's the hornet? That's the question. If you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and adversary to your adversaries. There it is. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. You shall, here's the key, you shall not bow down to their gods. That's why that bit with Jerusalem um, is so, it, it's, it's the inverse of what God did through the angel of the Lord, right? You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. Mm. Um, And I will send my fear before you, another name for Jesus, I will cause confusion among all the people to whom you come and will make your enemies turn their backs to you. All right, so the angel of the Lord who went before, I think he's the hornet, right? So was God faithful because Israel had been faithful? Uh, No, God is faithful because of his word and because he loves Israel. As a matter of fact, Israel... Uh, does not is not faith, faithful as the prophet Ezekiel showed, right? Both north and south, both Samaria and Jerusalem. All right, uh, it's you know we always it's hard to talk about faith as being something simple, but it is simple, but it's almost too simple. It's too easy, right? Just receive the Lord's gifts, trust in His Word, do what He says, and no, uh, it's not that easy because we are by nature rebels. Our rebel will wrought death and might. We used our sinful um, pride to spite the um, wonderful gift of liberty, to quote Martin Franzman's hymn. All right. According to verse 13, uh, what, what had God given them? All right. This is exactly as God had said to Joshua before they went into Canaan, land which they did not labor, cities they did not build, vineyards and olive groves which they did not plant. This is important because they had done nothing. This is what Joshua is asserting, and he's right. This is the correct theological assertion here. The people had done nothing. They had simply received it from the hand of the Lord. This is also true of our salvation, most importantly, which we'll sing about in a minute, right? Because we have been declared righteous apart from works of the law, as we read in Galatians. Hmm? Simply receive what we did not labor for. Christ labored for it all, labored, did all the labor and gives it his work freely as a gift. All that Israel is asked to do is to turn away from their gods and there's the note that I wanted to bring to your attention. Um, Ezekiel points out that they brought, the, they brought their idols out of Egypt and continued to worship them even in the promised land. Here Joshua asserts that same thing, that the gods of Egypt they brought with them. Um, and even somehow have managed to preserve the gods of Babylon, or well, it would have been the Chaldeans um, from the time of uh, Terah. Hmm. All right. 
No, fear the Lord and serve him. There you go. Or repent and believe the gospel, if you want to put it that way. Joshua ended his life with one last sermon. He appealed to Israel with the gospel, that is, all that God had done on behalf of his people to save them in accordance with his own promises. The works of God are far more important than a discussion of the works of man. So Joshua did not list all the rebellions of Israel, only the faithful works of God. God chose Abraham by grace while he was still an unbeliever. By grace through faith, Abraham held fast to the promises of God and was declared righteous. By grace, God brought Israel out of Egypt and safely to Canaan, even though they constantly complained and rebelled against him. In the end, Joshua's only appeal was for Israel to cling to the Lord by faith alone. No other God had done a thing for them. As the Lord would later proclaim through the prophet Isaiah, there is no other gods besides me. Look to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is no other. That's that beautiful song from Isaiah 45. All right, you can guess what's going to come next. Uh, the death of Joshua. But that's tomorrow, not to get ahead of ourselves. All right, our hymn this week um, is Your Christians One and All Rejoice. Just stanzas one, two, four, and five, all right? Um, it's a 10 stanza hymn, I think, right? But we'll see one, two, four, and five. Great hymn from Luther here. Jewel of my crown, 
and bring to all salvation. From sin and sorrow, set them free, slay bitter death for them that they may live with you forever. I love the, the narrative character of the hymn. It's so beautiful how, how Luther did that. It's, um, what do they call that? A ballad? I think so, right? Isn't that what you call it when, when it has that kind of narrative character? I think so. All right. Uh, let's see. I, do we have a commemoration today? Uh, no. No, tomorrow, but not today. All right, good. So let us pray. O Lord, absolve your people from their offenses, that from the bonds of our sins, which by reason of our frailty we have brought upon ourselves, we may be delivered by your bountiful goodness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. We pray. O Holy Spirit, we cannot by our own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord, or come to him. Call us to faith in Jesus by the gospel. Enlighten us every day with your gifts of baptism, absolution, and the Lord's Supper. And sanctify and keep us in the whole Christian church on earth with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. Forgive us our sins every day and give us the blessed hope of the resurrection to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Pray this day for faith to live in the promises of holy baptism, for vocations and daily work, for the unemployed, for the salvation and well-being of our neighbors, for our schools, our homeschools, our colleges and seminaries, and for good government and peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. All right. We pray with Kelsey, who celebrated her baptism yesterday, with Katie and Christy, celebrating their baptism today. Pray for all the households of our church, especially that of Wayne and Mary. Uh, actually, my family. Look at that. Tara, Lindsay, Pauline, and Alan. We give thanks to God for the work of the auction committee and all the volunteers. Pray for our catechumens. We pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, those listed, um, and any additional that have come up in the last week. Unfortunately, recording a week in advance here. We also pray for our homebound. We pray for the missions and mercy work of the church. And we pray for those grieving, especially the family and friends of Marion. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, that's our congregation of prayer for today, Monday, uh, Monday, November 13th, 2023. Uh, again, I'm recording in advance, so I have to use my extra special brain power here to get uh, get through um, to recognize it. And uh, yes, it's the morning, even though it looks like the night, because it is night. <laughs> uh, cramming this all in. All right, so uh, God be with you all and keep you safe. Um, I hope uh, yesterday's preaching was a blessing to you, even with the substitute pastor. Well, especially with substitute pastor, right? The opportunity to hear someone else preach and teach. Um, let's see. 
And I'll be with you again tomorrow morning. Uh, I got one more to record here for you. And uh, then hopefully be back in person on Wednesday, not too jet lagged and whatever else. Um, I'll be anxious, I'm sure, to, to get back. All right. So with that, I bid you fond farewell. We'll see you again tomorrow. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.